This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're going to start things out by going right to your phone calls, and then when we get a chance, we'll tell you... Yet another story about some evil children and their unlicensed lemonade stand. First, let's go to Jake in Missouri on the amp line. Hello, Jake. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey there, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to comment. Uh, yesterday, you guys had read the Ian, you had read the letter that I had written you um, about the St. Louis County smoking ban. Oh, you were the gentleman who went to the city council or the county council meeting and basically experienced the political process right out in full view of how the they're looking at passing the smoking ban and the restaurateurs when they're not are not making points on principle but just saying that you know they wouldn't some of them wouldn't mind having the ban if everybody was forced to have smoking bans uh, there was probably a handful of people that were there on your side but it was pretty overwhelming the amount of people that were begging for this uh, this regulation, the people that were were aiming for a smoking ban. And, of course, you saw how the casinos came in with their influence and got exempted, basically, from the ban. Uh, now, the ban hasn't passed yet. It's gone off to or it's going to go off to a ballot measure to where the voters will be able to vote on it. But if things go as they've gone in uh, many other places, that won't guarantee anything positive will happen. It'll probably it'll probably mean that it, the ban will pass. Uh, so that's kind of what you'd experience, at least my impression of it. Your thoughts? Exactly. And it's funny that because um, usually I'm on the, uh, the side of uh, you guys defending why anybody would ever want to use the political system. Uh, so I kind of wanted to, to call and tell you why I did it, um, considering that I agree with you guys that it's futile. Um, I knew that my comments would fall on deaf ears, and I was really more curious to see how these bureaucrats operate. So it, it, I guess the second reason was... Uh, Jake, before you go on, um, I don't think that the political process is entirely futile. I, I think he meant Dale and I. Yeah, I, well, you guys includes me. And, yeah, you know, we thanks for clarifying that, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, second uh, was Niemöller's speech where he wanted to be able... I just want to be able to say I stood up for the business owners and smokers... You know, even though I knew that it wasn't going to do any good, mm-hmm. um, and that would kind of segue into a conversation with other people, especially non-smokers who, like me, uh, you know, don't smoke, but you know, they only see that as well. I, I'd like to leave the bar not smelling like smoke, and I, I think that being as how I'm a non-smoker, non-business owner, my credibility is high, and it. And it it kind of exposes that conversation and allows us to, uh, you know, segue into that conversation to educate them. I had no hope that uh, I would actually make any kind of political difference. It was really kind of, I guess it was selfish reasons. I, I, if you it always is. It that way. Yeah. So, and Ian, to answer your question, you asked how many of the speakers opposed the ban, did it for reasons other than uh, because it would hurt their business. We were actually taking tallies during the speeches, mm-hmm. and I can't speak to however many people were there, but of the speeches, myself and two other people, wow. uh, to answer your question. And you said there were about 70 people that got up and spoke? 70, and it was uh, two, two in favor, two more in favor. So I guess it would be like 36 to 34 in favor of the ban, and then I guess of the 34, 31 of them were from the business owners. Hmm. So anyway, that's all I've got. I just wanted to kind of clarify that uh, I, like Dale and Ian, 
don't believe anything can be accomplished politically. This was kind of a, a purely selfishly motivated. I don't know. Kind I, of... I really hope that I could be proven wrong because there are so many people that are putting time into the political system and putting effort in. People like Dennis, who we had on last night from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Here you have in, been proven wrong. In New Hampshire. Like there's success politically here in Where's New Hampshire. Where's the smaller government? <laughs> when there's smaller government, you'll have proven me wrong. Thanks, well, Jake, for the call. Let's see that from the civil disobedience side. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't think I don't really consider going and talking to the bureaucrats and telling them what they're doing wrong is necessarily working through the political process. I, I think you know, especially if you can do it on camera and, and get that's something that gets you out to people. You don't think that's working within the political process? Just I mean, going and, and going speaking out against what's going on and and just uh, you're spending you your time. You're spending your time in their meeting. That's their little game, right? I mean, isn't well, that working? I think if you actually ask them some really poignant questions and that gets out there, I think that's uh, that can be just the message getting out there is powerful. So then, are you in? How do you feel about people working, uh, running campaigns? I mean, that gets Gener- the message out too, right? Well, no, I don't think it does. Why? Because because because. There's you are playing the game then, as opposed to just being well, you know you're okay. critiquing them is one thing and saying you're doing you know and well, I don't mean going run- in there and saying you need to pass this thing instead of this other thing. Yeah. I mean cri- criticizing the system out in the public in front of everyone is is great. I well, think. why couldn't you do that with a political campaign? Well, the one you talked about sounds kind of like that. Okay, you know. I'm just trying to hold There's your some feet ambiguity to the plane. there. There's some ambiguity there. He wasn't um, going out and, and saying you should pass one thing or the, um, the other. I mean, he, was, he wasn't speaking out against the system. He was speaking out against uh, the use of force against business owners. He just said mm-hmm. you shouldn't go in and regulate how business owners um, are smoking. Yeah, I, I, I agree that it's entirely fine, but he's I not so. speaking out against the system. He's just saying you shouldn't do this. So, but Dale is saying that's is, not. Think, but, but you're saying that's not working in the system. I think that to some extent is in the well, system. Well, I, I, I don't. To me, it's not a semantics game. I, I, I mean, there are, there are. I think, uh, I, you know, I don't want to mince words. It's, I don't care. Like, you know, you can, you, you can say, well, that's in the system. But you know, I, I saw him being very critical of the use of force against innocent people. And and I don't see anything wrong with coming out and saying that. No, I don't either. I'm not trying to jump down your throat or anything like that. In fact, I support whatever it takes to get this message out. And if that's utilizing the structures that they have set up, as inefficient as they might be to actually achieve liberty, there is something to be said for the people that pay attention to those structures. So when an election happens, newspapers and uh, TV stations and radio stations give an undue amount of attention to uh, to that process. And if you are running a candidacy or standing up and speaking in front of a council meeting or something like that, you are getting your ideas out, and, and there's some value to that. And certainly we've seen, like with the Ron Paul campaign, great example of how even even something that isn't the most principled message <coughs> – Ron Paul's pretty close to being a really principled guy, but even something that's not purely principled is still valuable to the movement because it brings new people in. There are people that are here in Keene, New Hampshire right now because they found Free Talk Live and Free Keene yeah, through think, the Ron Paul campaign. So there I is think value it was there. Crucial that we did take them the rest. Some of those people that we took the rest of the way, you know, I, I I've even admitted that there that and that there was value in that that people got recruited by the Ron Paul campaign and then. They, you know, and and they also needed to kind of get disillusioned by it and see. Yeah, that, that was probably that an important factor to get the rest of the way. So, Dale, you've um, said that uh, voting uh, perpetuates the system, and all Jake did was go to a county meeting and advocate that county commissioners vote. So, therefore, he was, um, although speaking out, perpetuating the system. Like well, he went and perpetuated the system. I I don't know. I I guess I think there's like there's ambiguity there, but. 
okay. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me he was I think advocating. He came out and spoke out against using violence against innocent That's, people. That's I, I concur completely because I believe that voting no against something like that is is an advocation against using violence. And you disagreed. Well, you the problem with that the is when you're when you win this time and then the next time you lose, you don't have any business, you know, complaining because you you played, you know, because you're playing that game and most of the time you are going to lose. It's going to be. One step forward and a hundred steps back. I don't think so, that you um, – I, I don't personally think that, that you lose the uh, the righteousness to say, no, I voted no against this, so therefore I have to accept a yes. I believe that voting um, – that voting uh, – a, yeah, a majority of people can't said, tell that. You so you believe that a But I don't, I don't see how him going and speaking that um, – speaking there says, yeah, I accept, uh, I accept it if you guys vote yes. He doesn't. He's just trying to mitigate some damage, which – Seems to me. You know, whatever it takes, I, I, I have no objection to any of it. Uh, I think that people should do what they feel is right, and then eventually... Well, I've said they, that, too. Right, do what no, you I, feel is right. Right. And, and, I, and I feel like the <laughs> political system is, is the most inefficient manner uh, at affecting change. I don't think it's completely hopeless, but it's pretty darn close. I don't think there's enough information yet to be able to say that that is so or not so, because we haven't I don't, seen I don't enough know civil disobedience um, and enough activists doing civil disobedience that we can collect the data to see that that is so. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. On the way here, another girl's lemonade stand shut down by the code enforcers, plus the Alabama county that is laying off government bureaucrats, maybe looking to call in the National Guard. We'll get to that if we get a chance. Take your calls about anything. That's the primary element of the show. Your calls, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Make sure you subscribe to my free gun training report so I can share with you. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including live streams. We have a broadband version, a dial-up version, even a, even a webcam all over there at listen.freetalklive.com. Enjoy it on us. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It is your best chance at attaining liberty in your lifetime. Getting together with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented individuals to get active for freedom uh, go and learn more at freestateproject.org. Get on board and join us in the in this amazing movement. Freestateproject.org. We continue with your phone calls. Alex is in New Jersey, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, there was a guy that called in about three or four days ago, and he was talking about overpopulation, and uh, he claimed that he was a uh, biologist of some sort. And what he said from a biological standpoint was true, but his solution was completely wrong. He advocated that some type of population control be put into effect. But I think that uh, what was neglected to be said uh, by both of you guys was that the reason why population is out of control is because of the government uh, giving people incentives to have more children with the welfare program. I think that if the market were uh, able to take uh, to uh, to be the, the, the 
driving force between people having children, they wouldn't be able to afford it. And, I don't know, uh, Alex. It would I think sustainable. I, I think that what you might be talking about is a is a factor in some relationships where there are more children born because of government incentive in the United States and maybe some westernized countries. You can't deny that. Incentive. Most of them, their populations are decreasing. If it wasn't, um, if you don't include immigration. The places that population is increasing, the places that are the, – the countries that are generating people are places that they don't have government incentives to have kids. Those it's possible places, that they just – poverty. Now, I will agree that, um, that government's uh, taxation – it decreases the amount of money that the more affluent people have that they can then give to the poorer people and that the countries of, of the poor people uh, will uh, you know get will intercept the money that is being donated to the, the their their poor citizens and so therefore they keep their citizens poor and poor people have kids poor will... people can't afford contraception uh too easily and and people just like to do you know do the old in and out i mean it's it's a fairly popular thing amongst human beings uh so if you can't afford contraception and you're having a lot of sex Eventually, babies are are going to happen, and that's just. I think that's probably the number one factor is that people like to have sex as to why. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it, Mark's dead on that the baby boom is over and and has been for some time. The reason there's like a you know the social security system in this country is a pyramid scheme that was uh, only working. They kept milking it, and it was only like sustainable because there's like more people. Uh, there were more people being born than there were going into retirement, and as they're being as they're, and as the ba- those baby boomers were growing up. They're working and paying into Social Security and keeping it from going under, and it's uh, it's it's now it's starting on a decline as you know there's going to be less and less working people, and a lot of those baby boomers are going to be retiring. And so, so I think the past. I think Ian, you yes, won't, Ian, you won't deny that uh, if the market forces were in effect, that uh, population would be under uh, a better control to what is sustainable. Is it, would you well, wouldn't you agree with that? I, I think what I think what you've just heard from uh, Mark and Dale is that. That what you're saying isn't really the case in America. It's more the case in a lot of other places. Uh, but I think I think that doesn't mean that you're incorrect. I think that the incentives you're talking about do incentivize people in an, in a, the wrong direction as far as having kids are concerned. I mean, if you can get paid for having kids, you're going to have some kids. If you have to pay to have kids, then you've got a natural incentive to be very cautious uh, about those sorts of things. So I think that. That's certainly a, a, something that's going on out there, but I don't think you can label government welfare as the, the number one cause of what people would determine you, you would as agree a overpopulation. If, gov- uh, if you reduce the size and scope of government, uh, the overpopulation thing probably wouldn't be as big of a problem as people are making it out to be now? On a global scale. Okay. Very good. Thank All you right, very much Alex, for your input. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. It's the governments of the world that are keeping people poor. I mean, the, the, these folks that are around the world that well, they, uh, don't have much opportunity, it's not there because the government is saying you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't start your own business, you can't even own property. You know, all kinds of rules and, and regulations that keep poor people poor and then – you know, they go and have kids, and they can't feed them, and that's a real that's a real problem. It, it's upward mobility too. Um, they, you know, if if in countries where upward upward mobility is possible, and here in America, we simply don't understand that you know what it's like to have upward mobility stopped and stifled. But meaning being able to step out of uh, your class, the, the level. I don't like the terms classes, but the that's <laughs> what 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 term do you want to use? I, I just don't. Your I don't income like income strata. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> 
I, I, it just feels wrong to put people into groups like that, but I, I see I, where you're coming from. You know, I mean, when you're when you're talking, you need to make. Uh, we, we're talking about income strata. We're not talking about yeah. you know groups of people. It is difficult in most countries. Very, very difficult to step out of your income strata if you're in the lowest wh- one. Why is that? Is it because of government regulation? Because of I can a, only uh, assume that it has to do with uh, land ownership. In many countries, uh, you very can't few own people land. own own land, and uh, you know most people. Uh, you know, work for them, that kind of thing, is sharecropper situations. You're never going to get out of, as, um, under the, you know, from under the thumb at that point. Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. But then again, I don't really think there is a problem with overpopulation uh, in general. I mean, that, that was what the, the whole original conversation was about when, when he was referencing. I don't see any evidence for that. I mean, there's, I, I, you know, I'd love to see the evidence for that. If there just doesn't seem to be any that I can tell. Someone might suggest that there's not enough food to feed the people of the world, but that's not, I mean, that's not the case. Just because people aren't getting food doesn't mean there isn't enough food to feed people. If you look at We're the... Paying farm- in this country not, not to, to grow, grow things right and uh in addition the feeding people there are there are people in america i think i was looking at the wikipedia article about overpopulation and it was pointing out some counterpoints that in america people have doubled their caloric intake or something like that over the last i believe i forget, that. How, I forget how long <laughs> but they they say that there are more people in this world that are overweight than there are people that are underweight today so that says there's a there's a glut of food, there's a glut of supply of, of food. It's just that it's unfortunately not getting into the hands of some of the poorest people. Again, because of the governments stepping in the way. You know, these uh, third party, uh, third world countries where these dictators and despots will, as you were saying, Mark, they will just intercept food shipments and things like that. They'll hand out the food shipments to their military and to the people that are kind of keeping them in power, and then they'll parcel out just a little bit of it to uh, the people that are actually the hungriest. At least that's as I understand how a lot of the the situations are. Certainly, they, certainly, population seeing population as the problem is is misunderstanding that all those people that that huge population of people, if they're productive, they can sustain themselves and absolutely. each other. If they're free, if they're free enough to own land and take care of it, and free to trade and free to do business, then the marketplace will create a a situation that will put food in people's mouths. But as long as there's some strongman uh, government there in the way, standing in the way of that from happening, they're they're doomed to poverty. You know, I would love to, uh, I'd love somebody to correct this if if I'm wrong, but I've heard that uh, you could take everybody in the world, give them an acre, and they would fill up the size of Arkansas. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Can you imagine having an acre to grow? I think you could grow all your food on an acre. I, yeah, that's not too shabby, uh, an acre. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm certainly no expert. I'd love to hear from somebody too. that knows more. Yeah, if somebody knows more, 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. Your show, you bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. They include updates. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list and we will clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Freedoms of free, readers of freedomsphoenix.com constantly provide are provided the detailed, real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it twice a day, as a matter of fact. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We go to Fred in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Fred. Uh, Yes. Uh, I want to comment on that fellow's um, uh, thing about the population. Back yes, in the fifties, our government asked us to reduce the size of the family because we was having a population explosion. Then they moved to abortion, and then which we got rid of fifty men, and then now we've got thirty million illegals. How does that make any sense? And what I really called you about was what, uh, what, well, we, before you get into that. What's what's an illegal, sir? Huh? What what's an illegal? Illegal. Yeah. Um, ones that are coming out across the border. Well, I thought huh. it was people that, commit, that broke laws, because I figure we're all illegal. Well, mine came from Ellis Island, came in the right and proper way. Well, so, what did they have to do at Ellis Island to get in? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, there wasn't much, I can assure you of that. So okay. what you're saying is that you only consider people illegal if they don't obey the government's arbitrary diktats about who can come and who can't and when they can come and how much it's going to cost for them to come here. Those my, are... com- my comment was that we, uh, if we have a population explosion, why are we not closing up the borders? How are you going to do that exactly? And by the way, I don't believe we are having a population explosion. It seems I like everything's either. fine. But uh, the FDR, you would have not had to ask FDR how to close up the borders twice. He did it. But he my closed other comment, the borders? I, excuse me. What how? I really called you about. Oh, come on now. I, we can get to what you really called about in a moment here. I'm, I'm very interested in what you're saying because, I mean, we've had a lot of people call over the years here and, and tell us that they think the border should be closed. and. And they can never really come up with any good ideas. So I just want to see if you've got one. Maybe you can run it by me here. I mean, how do you plan? You said FDR did it. What did he do, and why aren't they doing that now? What do you think should be done? I could take uh, seniors and put them in campers and put them <laughs> a half mile apart with a high-powered rifle, and it would close up the borders. So There's lots of ways to do it. You can do it with your military. We didn't have this before. Why do we have it now? So how did FDR do it? Is that what he I did? I don't have a slightest idea, but we did not Maybe he have didn't this actually influx do it. like we did do now. You didn't what? We didn't have this influx of uh, the uh, Mexicans. What's wrong with Mexicans, sir? <laughs> I don't know that there's anything exactly wrong with them, but they, some of them are killing our people. There's white people that kill people, too. What's right. your problem? I don't. I'm, 
I don't have the problem. I would just make it. sounds like you have a problem. You're talking why, about putting people with high-powered rifles. You, so, sir, it sounds give, to me like you have a problem. You're talking about putting people with rifles along the border so they can shoot at peaceful people coming across. Do you believe that everybody that comes across the uh, imaginary line in the southern sand is uh, a murderer, sir? Do you, do you remember the Alamo? Do you remember what we I wasn't fought around. for? Who fought for what? You fought well, in the Alamo. The, the Alamo was fought by the Mexican army at the time, which was a you know was essentially a, an offshoot of the Spanish army. It was a, a colonial army. It we, was a it was a European power essentially. We can't afford the welfare that we're giving these people. But I really would like to get to my what I could want. It really wanted to talk about. I agree that we have a welfare problem. Please go on. Okay, now I'm trying to figure out when will all the American people wake up and know that this financial debacle and this unemployment debacle was all done intentionally. When will they wake up to the fact that all of this was done with their free trade policies? And now, free like trade policies? Really so well, you're saying that it's free trade that is putting people out of jobs? Can you explain oh, that to me? Oh, yes. Yeah, free trade or the factories left the, uh, this country and went overseas. Yes, I'm saying that. So do you believe that we have free trade? Huh? Do you believe that we have free trade in this country? Do I believe it? I think we're getting took with what we got. We're getting took? Yes. Okay, but it, I, you uh, use the term free trade. So are you saying there is free trade today, sir? There's something because all of our shoe factories have moved out, and I'd rather buy an American-made shoe and pay or American-made seven times as much. Uh, uh, plumbing or American-made parts for my automobile. Are you a wealthy man, sir? Huh? Are you a wealthy man? Oh, no. No? Well, how could you afford to, pay, to buy American? Why is it so expensive to buy American? Do you know, do you know why? Because huh? the American people got paid money. Because they got paid. Money, decent wages, and we was on our way to the top, but the big shots couldn't uh, would, stand that. Would you describe but, yourself as a protectionist, sir? Oh, I would reckon I'm very much a... a for this country. So, so you aren't, you're, you're not for, well, okay, it doesn't sound to me like you're for my freedom. It sounds to me like you're for whatever you think would be best for you, even if it's at my expense. Would that be accurate to say? Not hardly. No? You're, are, you, well, are you American or are you Mexican illegal? I'm not, I, I can tell you that I was born on a plot of land, sir. I don't think it really matters exactly where it was. Uh, but, but what I'm trying to, uh, to get at if here... Uh, citizen, you belong here, as I am a legal citizen. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, uh, a it, legal it, citizen. The meaning changes all the time, arbitrarily. Like like Mark pointed out, uh, Ellis Island, it was very easy to, move, to come to this country, mm -hmm. and they changed it later, and now it's arbitrarily much more difficult to, to get into this country, but... But uh, the people trying to come here now have as much right as anyone else ever so, did. So if you had your druthers, if, uh, if, if Fred was put in control of the federal government tomorrow, you would shut down the borders, or you believe you'd try to shut down the borders, and you would also, it sounds to me like you'd like to force American companies to stay and operate here in, within the, uh, the geographic zone known as the United States. Would that be accurate to say, Fred? Yes, it would be. And uh, furthermore, if everything would have stayed relative, so, uh, we would have all been making good money. Do you consider yourself someone who hates freedom? Not hardly. So, but you are not I for freedom, Fred. Service, huh? Fred. Fred, you're not for freedom. Oh, 
Well, yes, I am. No, no, because if I have a company, if I have a company, we can put the legal illegals aside for a moment here. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, your idea of shutting down the borders from the inside out. You don't want companies to be able to leave. You don't want people coming in. You don't want companies leaving. Uh, so what you're saying is that if I own a company, a manufacturing company, that I should not be free to do my business in another country, in another plot of land somewhere else around the world. That's what you're telling me. Move your citizen. Move your citizenship and leave. So yes. then, so so then, I would not be free to do business with anybody in my former country. If I were to follow your suggestion and leave this particular geographic area, you would then prevent me from doing business with anybody else that was yes. living in are America. You familiar, are you familiar with tariffs? Yes, I am. Okay, tariffs took a lot of the tax burden away from the American people. Now we don't have tar- tariffs. We got free trade. That's nonsense, well, sir. Um, just, nonsense. We don't have free trade, Fred. But um, there are th- tariffs all over the place. What you're We've presupposing? What you're presupposing? What you're presupposing, Fred, is that there is a tax burden, and there isn't. There um, are a group of politicians in Washington D.C. that have created reasons to take money away from its citizens, and that's really what the reality is. Not that there is a tax burden. So it didn't relieve the tax burden. What it did was it gave a way for the politicians to uh, you know, take money away from free people, whether they live in the United States or not. Because when I purchase things that come into this country, I pay that tariff. Fred, I've got a question for you. Can you hang on for a bit? We've got somebody on the line that wants to talk to you. Do you mind holding on and continuing this discussion? Fred? Yeah. Okay, hang on. We're going to bring you back. More with Fred in Ohio, 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want, and if you have a question for Fred or a comment, uh, you're welcome to get on the line here, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are there, and they're free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, we've got Fred on the line here, and he's, uh, he's being a good sport with us. He's sticking through. He's gonna, we're going to take a phone call for him. Fred called in from Ohio tonight to, uh, I, I'm not even sure what the, the purpose of the call was, but we ended up kind of going off onto some, some tangents about so-called illegal immigration and so-called free trade. Uh, Fred says we have free, tri- free trade today, and that's a bad thing, that companies need to be prevented from leaving America and doing business elsewhere. Uh, and he says that that's also freedom. So apparently you're free to leave and not do business in the United States. So if you, so you live in... We shouldn't sell stuff to other countries either, I guess. Fred, how do you feel about that? That's a good question. Uh, should people within the United States be able to sell to people in other countries? Do it like we used to do it. What we needed, we imported, but we put tariffs on some things. What we exported... Whose business uh, is it to We, we had exports and we had imports before all of this nonsense started with free trade and these treaties. And you know, these treaties supersede our Constitution. I don't like any of them. You know, why the tar- you know where the tariffs come from? Some uh, businesses here that want to protect their, their business and not have to compete 
uh, they're the ones that putting tariffs on just those goods, and it hurts the consumer because we have to pay more because they no longer have to be competitive with everyone else. Uh, if we hurt the consumer, how much longer are we going to consume as we go to unemployment? We will not be well, unemployment very much longer. It's not being caused by uh, by having too much trade. I guarantee that, especially you know. But this deficit, <laughs> trade deficit, is caused by free trade. And we can't sustain that either. How is it that you can call a situation where every product, virtually every product that comes in and leaves this country is taxed by the U.S. Uh, federal government? How can you call that free trade, sir? It's uh, what leaves here is taxed, you say? I believe that to be the case in some in some uh, industries. I don't, I don't know about that. It's certainly what taxed by the, the countries it goes into. It's coming in. Yeah, and stuff that's coming in is definitely taxed. Uh, it's not a surprise that it's taxed, but the other countries tax our exports, uh, imports to them, because we're taxing their products to us. How can you call that free trade? I don't know what you call it, but it's... Uh, You've been calling it free trade the whole time. So do you take it back? Or are you saying it's in no, point I'm of fact not free trade? NAFTA and GATT. Whatever those things did, they did a number on all of it. Because we're going for unemployment now. Okay. And I, it's uh, causing this, and it was caused intentionally, along with the financial debacle. It's all uh, done intentional. Let's, let's say you're right about that, Fred. Let's say you're right. This was all planned out. What do you think you can change about it? I mean, if that really, if this was really if planned was charged, from the top, I hmm? get rid of NAFTA, GATT, all these other. How are you that, going to do that, Fred? I mean, if you believe that they did this, charged, they being the federal government, what makes you think that you're going to be able to change things significantly enough in Washington D.C. to get things the way you want them to be? You'd have to be president, and then you do it <laughs> with executive orders. Right. So, how are you going to achieve that, Fred? Huh? How are you going to achieve that? I can't. I don't have $600 million to be I don't think any of us could. Well, but all it takes is 300 million votes. So you agree the system is completely votes. corrupt? $600 million. It just takes 300 million votes. So, so, you, so basically you are a protectionist. You don't want people coming in here and competing for jobs because you call them illegal and you, you, know, you get angry at them for trying to come here and make a better life for themselves. You, we have the unemployment that we have. And our people go unemployed while we're our people. people. Are you a collectivist too? While we're at it here, Fred, uh, you you believe that uh, you know, people are groups that ba- that based on the plot of land they were born on means they should be uh, grouped into one particular uh, group, for lack of a better I term. Think, I think Americans should be called Americans. Now, does and, that include uh, Canadians and Mexicans? Are Canadians and sir are Canadians and Mexicans also considered Americans by you? Is all the American citizens by you? Not the. Uh, I wouldn't. We should have. If you wanted to bring up Mexico, okay? Mm-hmm. Canada is almost equal with us and it isn't bad. And there's a lot of the people up there are terrific. I've met them and I've been up there. But anyway, if you wanted to, try to bring Mexico up to our level, which should have been done after World War II, we were, went down there with a General Motors plant, made cars down in Mexico with cheap labor, and sold those cars to Mexicans, and then brought that country up to our level, and then we would have had something. What Have well, you ever been is, to Mexico, sir? Huh? Have you ever been to Mexico? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Well, uh, how long ago was I, it that you I went there? I jumped the border once. 
How how long ago was it you went there? Oh, gee, probably twenty, thirty years so ago. So is it possible? Is it possible uh, that, sir, is it possible that things have changed in twenty or thirty years in Mexico? They're not up to our level. How, how do you know that? You haven't been in twenty or thirty years. I've heard you talk about it. Not you haven't heard Alex me talk Jones, about it. I've heard Alex Jones. Well, I'm not Alex Jones, and I don't know what he has said, but uh, I can tell you that I was on the LouRockwell.com website on their blog just the other day, reading uh, reading posts from people who have actually been to Mexico. And uh, one of these gentlemen, and obviously it's a case study, but one of these gentlemen says that the factories down there are cleaner and in better condition uh, than the the ones up here that that he. Works works for he goes and inspects different uh, factories as i understand it and uh, things are better down there at least in that particular uh, trade well when they get up to our level standard of uh, i'm telling you they're better sir i'm telling you at least in some areas they're better than our level and if by our level you mean people within a specific geographic region i want to go to the phones here because david's been waiting patiently to talk to you david in new york you're on with fred david in new york hey you're on with fred Okay, I want to discuss this idea of having free trade in America, and I can explain it in three simple points. First, the individual has full liability under the law for the products and services that they provide. If they're not incorporated or licensed, they have full liability under the law for what they do to somebody else. Now, when you have a limited liability corporation, as far as I, my understanding, the corporation can be sued, but the individuals who operate the corporation can hide behind that fictional body. Pretty much. So I understand now, that. Yeah. Now with NAFTA, you have no liability from China for the products and services that they provide. So right there is complete, utter market manipulation that takes something like cottage industry and completely phases it out. So we do not have free trade, nothing even close no, to it. Certainly now, not. I wanted, to make it, I wanted to make another point. Yes, sir. I do not believe that society can function with absolutely no government. So if there was going to be any form of taxation whatsoever, I would want a tariff. Why okay. a tariff? I mean, because, because if we can make it here, if we can grow it here, if I can do it on my property, it doesn't affect me. I, I, it's on your property. I, I, I kind of get that. But what bothers me is that, uh, you know, if I buy a car that was, say, made in California, I don't pay a tariff on it, and I'm supporting the uh, socialists in California. But I'm a heck of a lot closer to Nova Scotia than I am to California. But there happens to be a line in the, you know, that somebody drew in, in the, the forest somewhere mm-hmm. up there that says that anybody any, north of this line, you have, you've got to pay more. And so that doesn't make any sense. I think you should have government and just not tolerate a monopoly on it. Well, we'll be good. The way I'm looking at it, with something like a tariff structure, that's going to give them or going to prevent them from having the type of involvement in my life that they currently have. Who? They obviously need some sort of money to function. They need some. What's going to prevent them? You've given them the power to steal. What's going to prevent them from intruding in your other parts of your life? You you just said that they have. Let me finish my statement. If the only power of taxation that they have is at the border, and every person who was born in this country and owns property in this country, I guess not even if they're born, but if they live on the soil, 
They own stuff on the soil. They can purchase from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the northern border to the southern border, without any government taxation involvement whatsoever. But if you want to do business, but if I live in in New Hampshire and I want to do business uh, with somebody in Montreal, then I'm screwed, right? They didn't have the power of taxation. They didn't have the power of income tax. You can do business with somebody in Montreal right now, and look how tyrannical everything is. So I can't imagine it would be worse. I agree with that. They They didn't have the power to tax our incomes. That didn't stay that if way. I had to pick, if I had to pick one tax, a tariff would be the tax that would leave me alone the most. I well, can't let's fantasize about perpetual motion machines while we're at it. Right, thank Th- those you. would be really cool. Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the call, and Fred, thank you as well. I appreciate hearing from you, even though you're a protectionist and kind of sickening. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Fred wants freedom for Fred, but everybody else, well, you know, if they want to do business with people that are outside of an imaginary line, too bad for them. More coming up. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. We launch here into the second hour of the program, freetalklive.com. We go right to your phone calls. Bob is listening in Ohio. And Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, God bless. Hey, fellas, here's, here's a real short, easy, simple way to look at it. I've been around the world twice, many countries. And, you know, the third world co- countries that live in squalor and don't have the bureaucratic or scientific uh, laws and, and legalities to uh, safeguard uh, their people like the American people have been safeguarded, which raises the price for consumer, but we can't, as a labor market, can't compete with the sweatshops around the world, places like China, uh, places like India, where they have much squalor and health problems. That so, America, so, so I, you, you I'd, I'd like to come out on the side of sweatshops. Um, I'm assuming that the people in, say, China, we'll pick China, um, are going to work every day in these sweatshops because By choice. it beats the crap out of whatever it was that they were doing otherwise. Stop a moment. I'm those stopped. Those sweat shops have those people under a contract uh, given by that Walmart and other people adhere to when those people have bad conditions, poor lighting, uh, poor health 
uh, issues and and ten hour days working for you know a few bucks a day. Sure. But their their rent when they go home to their chicken shack, their place. If I had twenty thousand dollars a year income in India, I'd be rich. Sure, that's true. absolutely. That's why getting paid. A, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's that's why. Before getting... you go on, you know, this country. I, I was just at. I was just in Springfield, Massachusetts, and we were at a display of what it was like. Um, you know, a, a, you know, the average person's house in uh, the early uh, 16th century. Excuse me, 1700s. Um, so that's 18th century, I guess. And, um, you know, these people lived in wooden shacks with a few metal implements. Um, they had dirt floors. And because of the free market and we, you know, government not being involved in the average individual's business, they were able to keep their wealth that they created and grow out of that. And the idea of advocating that governments get in the way and take 40, 50 percent of these people's wealth in order to uh, save them, that's that's not really going to help. And that's, if that's we being unrealistic, because most of us don't want to live that way, we're not used to living that way. Uh, we, am I advocating been, we do? No, I'm. What I'm saying is we've come a long ways from the colonial days. Sure, is, is all I'm trying to say. Don't you think that the Chinese deserve to come um that, come that way too? Come from, come from but there. If it collapses, the American workers. Because the See, wages he believes like 745 that seven forty-five an hour minimum wage federal. You believe that in order for someone to win, someone else has to lose. Is that your belief system, sir? I'm talking about checks and balance and and trying to be humane about our system that we can both bless the American labor market and 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 help the third world country labor markets better their health conditions, which is going to cost them some more money. It shouldn't cost us with some kind of bailout. We just should encourage them. But our scientists are too was busy working for the Pentagon, making uh, swine flu viruses that they can release accidentally on the rest of humanity. If we got, if we knocked the United Nations and the WHO people and the CDC and got them under control instead of all this panic mode and herding us around like buffaloes here and got down to serious issues about world health and love and trying to get them to produce and, and be environmentally conscious for themselves and for the rest of the world, too, but mostly for themselves. So what you're it's, saying is you believe that, uh, are, are you saying, sir, that, that you believe that the third world countries should be regulated as heavily as no, the United no, States? No, no, not regulated Self-regulation, just like America grew from the old days. But this isn't a self-regulation situation, sir. The federal government comes down with arbitrary rules and forces it upon everyone. Without corporate skullduggery, without the New World corporate monogoliath taking over their lives and and encouraging them to think right and and think wise for themselves to help them get, get those countries up off their knees instead of hamming them in and having a selfish, self-centered corporate-serving Wall Street world shareholders rape them and watch this continue throughout the world. 
So you've got quite a lot of uh, stuff to say there. You know, if you put tariffs, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff there. If you put tariffs on stuff coming in and you regulate, um, you know, further regulate the businesses leaving to the the third world and, and, you know, exploiting their workers or whatever it is um, that you're talking about there, what you're proposing is shutting down those sweatshops because there won't be any business there. There's only a certain amount of business in the, you know, currently right now in the world. And if you get, you know, increase if you if you protect the american worker as you're suggesting then what you're going to do is you're going to put the foreign worker out of business and because this is where the money is coming from and so therefore what you're doing is driving the people who are currently in these working in these factories that you're calling sweatshops you're going to put them back out as dirt farmers and have them crapping in holes in the ground what i'm saying sir is it's their government okay that negotiates with the corporate new world order for greed when we're not protecting the American workers whatsoever, 370,000 jobs plus lost in July. And, and those kind of figures, up to half a million jobs last, lost month after month. In what what country, is it that you're proposing? What, are you, what uh, are you proposing? Well, I'm proposing a new way of thinking in Congress that's been been followed, this skullduggery has been followed down for the last 35, 50 years and de- going down this path deeper and deeper uh, to undermine America and, and, and what this country used to stand for. Are you, uh, there are a lot of things undermining America, though. I mean, well, there's, a, there's, you there's inflation, correct, there's, there's taxation, there are regulations internally overnight. on our businesses. Protectionism. Yep. It, didn't, it didn't happen overnight, see. Mm. No. And so who's steering the boat? A bunch of Congress members, both Senate and House, and presidency and cabinets and Pentagon directives, and uh, so you believe that you should North change Tom. out. Con- so you believe that you want to change out Congress, put some new people in there, and what would you have them do? To work more together for a balanced budget. They can't even balance the budget. They sold our grandchildren into slavery over the, the trillions of dollars, twenty-four trillion dollar bailout that we don't even have. It, it, I don't disagree with that. Lies and deceit and trickery and ulterior motives. Not how is that going to? How is balancing the budget going to do anything for the American people? First of all, it shows the American people that our leadership has some self-control and integrity. And why do you? Why do you consider them your leaders, sir? Those are the people we voted for. Not me. Spoke. I didn't well, vote for I them. I sure didn't vote for most of them, brother. But but the you still call them your out, leaders. Pardon? You still call them your leaders, even though you didn't vote for them? Those are by the American people. American people have to stand up and say, we're not going to take it anymore. But, they're not but, been, but the American people have been taking it for about a 250 years now. The American people have shown their propensity for taking it. Well, when, when we look at issues about the integrity of the government, you, you start with the Gulf of Tonkin and work your way up. It's been nothing but skullduggery from uh, I'd multiple... Say, I'd say you could start with the Constitution. And that, Nobody like wants... Obama wants to eliminate it. Oh, he it's been eliminated. It was already eliminated, yeah. yeah no, no, they they like the Constitution the way it is. It confuses people. The rights and the Bill of Rights. 
Look, Bob, I, I appreciate where you're coming from yeah, and that you, you think that you can that? change things. I'm not sure exactly yet that? what I'm not sure what it is that you want to change. You've not really outlined that. You've just said you want to bring new people in there and stop the skull duggery. Uh, so is it skull duggery? Duggery. I believe it's skull duggery. Uh, but you've you know you've been Meadows saying. Tomatoes. Okay. Well, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, take a look at your phone. It sounds like you spilled your beer on it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm actually surprised I was able to understand him. I thought about asking him if he was talking through a pillow. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. They include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their photo or video validated to prove that they listen to the show. See it over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your calls. Ziggy in the UK, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. I didn't ring up about sweatshops, but um, uh, it's been mentioned. Um, my objection to Nike is nothing to do with sweatshops because they actually pay three times the amount that uh, a person would averagely get in that country, as it goes. Um, it's to do with the fact that there are idiots prepared to pay premium price to wear advertising for that company. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that many consumer products are silly yeah. that uh, people people buy. However, they can they choose to buy them, and and they're going to buy them whether we employ people in uh, third world countries or whether we pl- employ them in the United States. I'd like to thank everyone who has purchased the Free Talk Live t-shirt and is walking around marketing our show for us. I mean, it's brilliant. What what Nike and Adidas and uh, these other companies have done in creating uh, a logo and a brand that people desire to put on their bodies. I agree with you, Z, that it, it may it seems silly, but uh, you got to credit them for, for being able to, to uh, successfully pull that off. It's pretty pretty amazing. Well, whoever whoever um, figured out doing that deserves the uh, Nobel Prize for economics, I reckon. <laughs> and by the way, has Mark shown you the photo of me wearing a free talk live t-shirt and a, and a skirt? Uh, no, Mark, you're holding you out on me. I don't know. I don't remember this thing at all, Ziggy. Well, I'll resend it to you. Anyways. Cool. Um, I've, got, I've got several pictures of you and a moo but I mean, not, <laughs> not, not that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I rang up because I'm going to admit something. I've tried to escape from libertarianism um, in the recent past. All right. Because um, um, basically um, I had concerns about so, so, some stuff which has been going on in, in, in British society, shall we say, um, and just uh, concern um, as a whole for, shall we say, the poor and downtrodden and the vulnerable in society. I'm one of these people, I know you're going to call me a bleeding heart, but I just never like seeing people being stepped upon or society turn their back on them when they can't help themselves. I'm talking about people who are mentally ill um, mm-hmm. or severely disabled. Who um, does like that? I mean, who? Yeah, I mean, that's, it, yeah. It, 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 it's tough. 
You you but want problem, those people taken care of. I mean, I'm involved in this movement because people are getting are getting stepped on. It's not just uh, just the most uh, downtrodden. It's everybody that's getting stepped on by the state. But I understand wanting to uh, disassociate from the libertarian movement. It uh, just seems to get more embarrassing as time goes on, as they well, seem to be no, losing I mean, their the, way. The, the thing is, I, I'd agree that it, you know most of these people end up on welfare, and that's no good for anybody. But the fact is, the option, other option is, is let them starve. And what? No, that's not the no. other option. Well, in the yeah. present circumstance, it is. I don't think I don't so. I think there are that. still I, there's, charities there's, 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 Well, yeah, uh, the, the, the thing is, I'd, I'd, I'd interject that the problem with charities is, I mean, I'll admit, if there wasn't a welfare state, there probably would be more charity. I think at the moment, because there is a welfare state, there is less charity. That's sure, probably that's true. Money. That's true. But even even though uh, there's still significant charitable funds out there, and the most needy are always going to be, you know, the the first to get it. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just that I had personal experience about 15 years ago. I helped set up a charity for for, for people who were mentally ill, and I remember how hard it was to raise money for that charity, because most people here, I mean, the the the, 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 pe- the people who get the charity which gets the most money in this country are the animal welfare charities. And it seems to me that a lot of people um, care more about animals than they do about people, which I find rather annoying. I'll give you this much, Ziggy. I like I got I caught a little bit of flack. Uh, not, well, not so much, really, but there was a little bit of controversy because some of the people here in Keene decided to volunteer at a local soup kitchen, and the soup kitchen gets some city money. And uh, it's probably just a fraction of all the money that they get, which is mostly voluntary, but... They get some city money, and there was a lot of concern, you know, that, that you know, a lot of pe- that, that people are being, uh, some people are exploiting it and things like that. But, but uh, I do feel like that sort of, to me, is the is the least of the problems. You know, the fact that things like welfare, it, it's it's really a fraction of yeah. where all our money is going to. Most of our money is going to corporate welfare and to and to yeah. and to get protection yeah, for the super that, that, rich and things like that. That, uh, uh, there's an interview on the Motorhome Diaries uh, YouTube channel with Ron Paul where he actually said he's more concerned with corporate welfare than personal welfare. Um, before I go, did you hear about Rupert Murdoch? Today? Yeah, he wants to charge for the Fox <laughs> News websites? He's completely lost the plot. Oh, yeah, he's out of his mind. I thank you for the call, uh, and he's not the only one, apparently. In fact, I had a, one of those stories tonight about how it is the uh, these news agencies... And other websites are talking about charging, and I think it's interesting that there's this this fervor out there amongst some of these corporate sites. Whether here's a digital journal, digitaljournal.com, saying that a lot of companies are predicting that online content will not be free anymore. The Financial Times editor is the latest person to discuss a subscription-based model. In a speech in London, Financial Times editor Lionel Barber said that within the next 12 months, news agencies will be charging for access to their websites. The only matter that will be discussed, according to the editor, is whether they should charge per month or per article, or possibly both. He says, I confidently predict that within the next 12 months, almost all news organizations will be charging for content. 
Well, I can tell you that uh, the news organizations that don't charge for content are going to see a real big influx of oh, yeah. uh, viewership. And I think that this is, if this is a trend that uh, that starts, I don't believe it will because I think the Internet uh, has always been a very free place and that there's a real desire from the Internet users out there to have it remain as uh, as a free mostly free source of uh, news material and other things. I think that they are really making a mistake here. I think this is a big mistake on the parts of any of these news organizations that decide they want to start charging for their content. Maybe they'll have a two-tiered system where some stuff is free and some stuff is charged. I don't know. A lot of them have that now. I guess they're just getting greedy and they don't feel like they're making enough money but off of it. It sounds like a sense of entitlement. Well, we should get paid. This is a lot of work and everything. But the, but the, what it's going to come down to is what the market will support. That's true. And will it? It's It seems very questionable to me. It sounds like he's hope. I think it's it's almost like he's trying to plant the seed get yes. people used to the idea that yes you're going to have to pay for stuff yeah that's but that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I took this when I and it wasn't just this story it's been here and there and of course the big news yesterday was Rupert Murdoch from Fox the owner of Fox announced that all Fox news related websites or Fox related news sites will begin charging for content including foxnews.com uh so that's you know, I'm just not going to use FoxNews.com if they're charging. Well, not that I use it really much anyway. I was going to say, if they start charging, then let me hold on. Let me do a math real quick. I will have to start paying zero because I don't look at it right now. Yeah. Well, and, but you've got to consider that uh, the Wall Street Journal, which is uh, another Rupert Murdoch pro- property, mm-hmm. currently charges some of the time for some of its articles. Right. Maybe that's what he's saying. You know, maybe there'll be some kind of premiums or, you know, different articles. Maybe. It's difficult to say. I don't think it will be successful either. And, uh, you know, to address what J- Dale said, these people do work hard. They do deserve to be compensated. However, we'll let the marketplace figure out how that is because that's how it's going to be. Yeah, that what they are, a lot of these are old media companies that are very upset that their newsprint readership is dropping off. I want to continue this discussion in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800-259-9231. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And Mark, yes. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, they're all there for you right there on the front page. Click, download, they're yours. freetalklive.com. Sickle CAI is the main sponsor of Free Talk Live. They do collections, early uh, billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. They uh, they pretty much do anything with, uh, you know, major telephony. If... Uh, you need people contacted, whether it's for collections or, you know, any other reason, contact SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. We'll talk more about the newspaper situation here in a moment. Let's go first to Corby listening in Florida. Corby, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey. First off, I just want to say that ninjas would kick the pirates, but I mean, okay. ninjas would sneak, sneak up on the guy, but while the pirates, <sighs> you know, before he even knows he have his other hand would be missing, going, oh, my God, my that? hand. Are you a Pirates yeah. fan, uh, <laughs> no, <I'm> Dale? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the debate has been rehashed. It hasn't come up in a few years on the on the program, so I guess people are chiming in with uh, with what they think. Anything else? I anyway, I called. Yes. Anyway, okay. 
This is the biggest conspiracy of all time. This is bigger than the New World Order, the Skull and Bones, 9/11, JFK, the single bullet theory, and the moon landing hoax all combined. All right. Maybe you could you have you probably have the answer. Why do you and Alex Jones have the same phone number? <laughs> uh, wow, do you really not know the answer? Is it because of GNC? Uh, GCN is GNC a, is a uh, nutrition GCN, company. Yeah. Right. Yeah, G- <laughs> GCN is the Genesis Communications Network, and they it's are the our, government man. They got to you too, didn't they? <laughs> you know, I wish. Uh, you know, I wish that we could say we've been offered something, but no, the offer hasn't even come in yet. I mean, they haven't even tried to uh, to to buy us out. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid that uh, the whoever the the Illuminati doesn't think we're very significant. Okay. Well, I just thought he's. It's funny, I've met Coke dealers that are less paranoid than those guys, but I just I listen to their show, I think it's kind of hilarious. Oh, but, you mean the other shows on this network? Some of the other shows on this network? Yeah, the Alex Jones. The Alex <laughs> Jones, specifically. I like the show, just because it makes work go by, because it's comical, but those guys are more paranoid than... I mean, if they really believe that... Kind of like you recall yesterday, the Japanese ninja are controlled the Masonic Europeans. I mean, if those guys <laughs> really believe like that, that stuff, it makes me feel so normal that... I just feel I don't have any issues at all whatsoever when I listen to those playing that and coast to coast the UFO people. I feel completely I'm the sanest person walking around compared to those people. So interesting anyway, perspective. I thank you for the call tonight. <laughs> FTL is like the ninjas of radio. The, that's interesting. I, I've never heard. They, of see, they, they, we're totally off of their radar, but we're gonna sneak up on them and get I them. don't know if we're <laughs> off their radar. I just ninjas don't think are that, silent. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. That's a good point too. But uh, I don't know if we're really off their radar. I think they. We've had George well Bush call the show. Well, that, someone that's who right. sounded a lot like him called the he show. He said he was George Bush. He, he sounded it. like George Bush. What do you want? He talked about ponies. Uh, so, uh, to, to answer the question, though, why we have the same phone number as some other shows, it's because the, the number is run by the, or the, the number is screened by the Genesis Communications Network. They are our syndicate. That is, um, meaning that they are the company whose job it is to get us on the satellite, uh, that distributes this program, uh, which is AMC 8, uh, which is the Star Guide 3 platform, ABC Citadel. Is, this is uh, riveting. These crap. are all the details, right? So Genesis Communications Network takes our signal from here in New Hampshire, mixes it together with your phone calls in Minnesota, puts it up on the satellite, and then radio stations around the country take that feed and they rebroadcast it. So uh, that's what Genesis is, and they have a variety of, of different shows, and they've kind of been breaking a little more mainstream recently. They have uh, you know, Free Talk Live has been one of their breakout shows, and since they've had some success with Free Talk Live, and uh, they, they've started to look actively for other programming that isn't of the conspiracy theory uh, variety. So Genesis Communications Network has had a real great level of success since Free Talk Live has been on board. I'm not going to say it's all been our fault, that we're the only factor, uh, but they've definitely been moving up and, and doing a great job, I think. And, and I've, you know, they've, they've done a super professional job of putting this show together over the years. And thank you to Ted and the crew over there for sticking behind Free Talk Live and allowing us to, uh, to grow this show. Well, you know, um, I think that... All networks seem to have different types of shows. I think that uh, nichifying yourself from a business standpoint isn't great, and I think that they understand that over there. What it, you know, good radio is good radio. It doesn't matter whether it's Art Bell and the uh, you know, coast to coast talking about aliens, ghosts, and uh, far sightedness or whatever it is that they talk about, or Alex Jones talking about the conspiracy theories, or Rush Limbaugh talking about how the Republicans will save us, or or uh, Stephanie uh, Miller talking. Is, is that her name? Stephanie Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie Miller 
were talking about how the Democrats will save us um, because, well, I guess we all know all that crap's fiction. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's just about doing good radio and hopefully Free Talk Live's doing that. 1-800-259-9231. All right, so back to the story. This one from digitaljournal.com where it's it's like you said, uh, Dale, they're trying to create their own news story here. The news agencies are trying to to um, envision a world they want to see, the world they want to create, but I just don't know if the market is going to agree with them uh, with their idea. They're saying that, all right, that's it. In the next year, the Internet is going to be pay for play. If you want news on the Internet, you're going to have to pay for it. See, all these CEOs of these big companies are saying it's going to happen, and so therefore, look out, America, look out, world. You're going to have to start ponying up. There, if, yes. if I could comment for a moment, please. The, um, the, there was a time, and uh, you know what? I'm telling a story. I don't know all the facts around this. So, uh, you know, if people can research it a little more thoroughly if they'd like. But my understanding is that the music industry was attempting to crack down on the radio stations, make them p- pay more for playing songs. This is sometime in the, uh, the far reaching past, I believe, in, you know, the, the like early 70s, late 60s. And what the radio stations decided to do, you know what? We're not going to play your crap. We're mm-hmm. going to show you that we don't need your music in order to be popular. And this is where the sort of calypso and uh, music and that kind of thing, the, the foreign sounds started coming into the United States. And the they essentially they went and got music that wasn't controlled by the big music companies, yeah. and they were playing those artists. And they showed the music industry, look, we don't need you anymore mm-hmm. if that's what you're going to do. We'd certainly like to have your music if we could, but... We can screw we can you. Li- we can live without you. Yeah. And so the the music industry said, "Oh, yeah, well, we see that now. That's what's going to happen if they're lucky. If the big the big news companies are lucky, because there's all kinds of indie news outlets out there now, exactly. all over the internet, everywhere. Free Talk Live's one of them. And we we do bring stories to you. We uh, we get newsmakers. We bring them on. We talk to them. And there's enough of that out there that uh, people will be able to get the vast majority of their news from organizations like that. I'm not saying the world doesn't need journalists. The world needs journalists, and what they provide is extraordinarily valuable. Those alternate sources are really good, though, in a sense, because there's such a variety out there, and it's really, it really is a free market phenomenon now that anyone can do media to some extent, and that's really appealing. A lot of it is because it's edgy and different, and it's not this mainstream news, and people are, I think, hungry for it. It, it, it kind of reminds me of how the movie industry has been cracking down. You see those ads where, like, you wouldn't steal a car. Yeah. You wouldn't steal this. Why would you steal a movie, you know, if you, you know, copying? They're trying to convince you that copying a movie is stealing. Right. Yeah, I've got and the story right like, here. I mean, yeah, $600,000 they charge this, this kid. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and, and so they're cracking down as much as they can because what's happening is, the, the the truth of the matter is that you know people who say well this is horrible you know if these co- if these companies can't make money then we're not going to get these multi million dollar blockbusters but seriously is that a big loss I mean there's no. there's anyone can go out and make movies too now yeah the, anyone can go out and make movies now and and these you know it's like it's like oh no we won't be able to have fast food anymore we'll have we'll have to go to like a little a real restaurant where they make your food right there really well you know it's that's the difference i look at it these guys uh, don't know what they're doing they 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 don't realize what they're about to do by charging for their websites they think they can just keep going on the old model of right. media that oh, the old we'll model pay was up front the, and we'll give you our news right the old model was extraordinary cost of entry if you wanted to start a newspaper it cost a lot 
lot of money to print up all those newspapers. Sure. Distrib- distribution being in, in, tremendously difficult and time-consuming, and therefore cost. Uh, radio stations, you had to buy a license, you had to put up a tower. TV stations, same thing if, and more. It's not that way anymore. Now it's low cost of entry. There's a lot of competition out there. They can't play the game like it was played before. They think they can. Someone they're going to cheese. Right. They're going to try to, you know, to force the uh, the square peg into the round hole here. And I don't know if it's going to work out for them. More on the way. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, and if you enjoy this program, then you can voluntarily support the show. See, this is the business model that the news agencies, these old media guys, they just don't get it. They just don't think that that, that they can make their business work this way. But it works for us. Uh, what we What we do is we invite you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. You uh, send that money into us via any major credit card. It's automatically deducted. You don't have to think about it once you've signed up. You can do PayPal as well. Uh, there's some alternative options for those of you that don't like credit cards or PayPal. And you can get all those details at amp.freetalklive.com. But we take that money in and we reinvest it into the show, getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom, and bringing more amplifiers in and growing the show and growing all just kind of the circular growing process that uh, thankfully over 500 of our listeners have become Free Talk Live amplifiers uh, and are currently actually probably far more than 500 have become and a lot of them have for whatever reason, dropped off over the years. Uh, because people have their own thing that they do. They come, they go. Whatever works best for them is, is fine. Uh, but thank you to everybody that has come uh, on board as an amplifier for however long you've been on board. And a super thanks to everybody that continues to amp the show. Amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And it really ties into the discussion we're having right now about these old media entities People like the uh, organizations like the New York Times and Fox News, big media, old media, they just they don't get it. I mean, they've been their, their news their newsprint distribution has been dropping off like a rock. They've been having a real tough time over there. All the while, they have seen new business coming into their websites as far as readers coming in from around the world to get the news content that they're putting out. So clearly there is a demand for the content that these people are putting out. It's just that people would rather not have to pay for it, I don't think. At least I, I know... I think it's also an issue of scarcity. I mean, that's the market is there's supply and demand, and supply is going up. There are a lot of alternatives. There's, it's Information is just not scarce anymore. That's true. And so it's not going to be as valuable. The, the market's going to have to adjust for that. It's just like, like right now, uh, India is moving into um, a lot of a lot of uh, freelance work with like graphic design and programming and mm-hmm. things like that, and a lot of other services that can be done online. And that's gonna—I hate to say—that the life is we're not going to be able to charge as much locally. People aren't going to be able to make as much in those fields for you a while. Need laws. Like, you, know. you need protections, Dale. Exactly. You need a, a government to, to pass some regulation that won't allow those engine artists to compete with you. 
But what that means is that everyone who wants to benefit from those services can do it more cheaply, and that's good Which, for that's good right. for everybody. And it's that a, leaves not more, just me. You know, I'm a computer programmer, and exactly. sure, I'd love it if someone could make sure that I continue to get a hundred dollars an hour. But it, everyone else is going to benefit if 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 I can only charge a reasonable rate. And there are a lot more programmers out there. It leaves so. more money in people's pocket if if they can pay less for the same services they're getting today. That means their quality of life will go up. Mm. And now, of course. Right now, you're, you'll be lucky if your quality of life stays even because the federal government is printing money out and infl- you know, inflating the money supply, which is essentially stealing money, uh, stealing value from your bank account, stealing value from your savings. So anything you can do to stay on even keel is, uh, is certainly a good thing. And if that means getting products from somewhere else for cheaper, yeah. that's the right thing to do. But scarcity going down is generally a good thing, right? I mean, we want uh, the whole point of uh, we want the things that we want, you know, more cheap. And and more readily available and and it's just very short sighted to go well I'm going to suffer from this and so we should do something about it. You know? So in this process, the old dinosaurs, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journals, the Fox News, they're talking about how they're going to char- start charging for content. But like you're saying, Dale, there's so much of it out there. Why would I choose to go and get my content from the New York Times? When I can go to an indie media website or something like that, some alternative source, and go and get as valid of an alternative perspective from somewhere else for zero cost. Why would I make that choice? The New York Times is counting on their belief that their perspective on the news is so much more valuable than whatever else is out there on the Internet, and they're all the same distance. It's all just the same, you know, the URL you have to type out is pretty much the only distance away that that news is. It's just a a moment's difference between one site to another. So why do they think that I'm going to pay, let's see, uh, they're talking about maybe a buck ninety nine a week or $5 per month to get access to their sites. What they're so failing to, uh, to figure in at this point is how much the music industry is, charge, is you know, paying in order to hunt down the people who are pirating or whatever their stuff. It's going to be even easier to, or at least as easy, to just basically go and and control, uh, see everything on the New York Times' uh, you know page that you're reading, and then put it on your website. And they're going to, it's going to be all over. People but, are going to be able to find this same uh, material all over the internet. Watch for them to crack, crack to look, to to go through statism to seek for really really violent repercussions for hitting Control C. Yep. You, you know should, what you, you should be right. charged thousands and thousands of dollars for hitting Control C and then con- what's Control and, V? Control V on your blog, pasting, yeah. co- copying and pasting. For those that don't know, those uh, two keystrokes should cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because there's another side to this story, and that is that there's been talk, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I don't. I have no idea. It could. There has been talk at the at the governmental, state and federal level about some sort of news bailout about some kind of uh, subsidy, some government subsidy, going to newspapers and going to other struggling old media organizations. It doesn't surprise me. It's, no. just, like, it's just like paying farmers not to grow food, food that would be, make food cheaper for everyone and help poor families all over the country, but they're protecting, they're, they're, in this very short-sighted way, protecting one little industry uh, at the cost of everybody else. And the reason why is because the news media has, is so statist. I mean, it's so dominated by statism all across the board. The old media, the uh, the television, the radio, the newspapers, they're so statist. So there's an, a very big interest from the government, both Republican and Democrat, to keep these organizations alive. Well, these people are, are nothing more... I mean. The, 
New York Times, these other organizations are really nothing more than just a, a pep rally squad for the federal government. You could say that they behave slightly differently based on what uh, party happens to have control of the administration of the federal government. But in general, over time, over the years, they've all advocated for an expansion of the, of the state. They've all cheered on the various different wars uh, that, that have gone on. And so that while they aren't officially a state apparatus in that the state isn't actually involved in the day-to-day operations of things at these companies – there is very little that is done to a government press release besides just changing the uh, the title on it and changing a few words in it. A lot of these companies will just take a government press release and just put it out like it's news. And so that's pretty valuable to the government. News uh, news media that is very uh, accessible to them and lapdogish uh, that that will will serve the government in the way that they want to be served will not critique too hard you know maybe they'll be allowed to critique on some things but if they critique too hard then they'll be cut off. You know, they won't get the interviews with the Secretary of State. They won't get the interviews with the politicians. And these people believe the politicians are important. They believe that government bureaucrats are important. And so they have to be very cautious in the way that they uh, get critical, if they're going to get critical at all. So the feds have a very big interest in continuing newspapers, in continuing the, the sort of lapdog old media. So you're right, Dale. It wouldn't surprise me either if they did decide to go through with some sort of old media bailout. But just like with the car companies, it's only going to extend uh, the inevitable out for a little while. Like, these <laughs> guys God, can't seen make this, it. This cash for clunkers program, the way it's clunking along. I have I, this. I hadn't heard anything about this until this week. What is? What? Give me the short rundown on this. Mark. Basically, uh, everybody ran. The, the government put a billion dollars out there for people to trade in their uh, their you know, clunkers uh, that they're calling them, their gas guzzling cars. And the requirement was that it be an improvement, I believe, of four miles an hour, my, my gallons uh, gallons per mile or miles per gallon. Yeah, four so, so. four. Uh, miles per gallon. So from your old car from to your whatever old car you're to getting. New one, and it has to be, had to be a minimum of 22. So and you have to buy a brand new car in yeah. order to get uh, it? in some used cars. Um, okay, what they said. So basically, they were inundated with uh, requests. It was very difficult for the salespeople to use this um, this stuff, and I'm sure their commissions didn't go up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're working harder for the same amount of money as they were getting before. It just you know, so the government is and, paying for the clunker? Is that the idea? Yeah, $3,500, I believe. Uh, some, somewhere in that neighborhood mm-hmm. is what they're giving you for trading in your car. So it's a $3,500 incentive. Likely for a car. I mean, I've got I've got a car right now that I could trade in, and $3,500 would be an extreme, uh, you know, a heck of a lot more than I could sell the thing for. Right. So, so because they've artificially messed with the marketplace, so all kinds of people are coming out of the woodwork to, uh, to, to take advantage of it, right? And they ran out and of cash. And there's a car bubble. There's talk about this talk about a car bubble, much like the housing bubble, and uh, and and so there are warnings out there. Cars, you know, there's going to be a glut of cars out at some point. Uh, more cars than people want because there's going to be this because the government's about to create a car bubble. Interesting. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your comments on that or the news situation, these old media companies that just don't really realize that they're slitting their own throats, all on the way. You bring up whatever you want. Hour 3 is coming up. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. As we launch here into the third hour of the program, we will take your calls about anything. If you make them, 800-259-9231. Or maybe we should change our business model and make it so you have to pay us to call the show. Well, what we were talking about last hour is how it is these uh, websites, news kind of old media run websites like the New York Times and Fox News are now talking about this new renaissance of the Internet where we'll get to charge you money for looking at our articles. Well, let's it's try 3.0. Right. Let's let's maybe we've just been doing it wrong the whole time here, uh, guys. Maybe we should try to be more like those other talk shows where they charge for their website, where pretty much the front page of their website is a big advertisement for their show and what features you'll get if you just pay the five bucks to get through the front door. Maybe we should change to that business model where we're charging all of our listeners to get to the show and all of the callers will have to pay, uh, you know, call the 1-900 number to, uh, to get on Free Talk Live. It'll only cost you a buck a minute. Uh, and, and you'll, of course, have to pay while you're on hold, too. Uh, but, you know, that'll definitely uh, reduce the phone calls and actually reduce the listenership. That's what would happen to us if we if we went to can that. You get, can you put phone sex workers on while they're on hold or something? It wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, but that's not going to be the way for us to continue doing this radio show. Maybe selling phone sex, yes. Uh, but to continue doing the radio show, I don't think that's a very – for for the 21st century, that's not a viable business model. Not when you've got 100,000 podcasts out there giving away their content for free. I mean, Dale, you run AnarchyInYourHead.com, which is a uh, comic website that you've been running now for a couple of years. So it's kind of a 21st century comic in, in that way. How do you think your uh, comic would do if you started charging people to get in to see this week's you know, episode or last week's episode? Oh, I, I, cents of I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even speculate. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Now, is that to say that your comic isn't valuable, or is that to say that Free Talk Live isn't valuable? If no. you go to the site, you know, after, when you, after you vote for the comic, if you go to that site, there's like a list of 10,000 web comics out there. And, you know, and so. good luck trying to get all of those comic providers to start charging, right? Because that's what it sounds like these guys want to do. The story at digitaljournal.com says that the CEO of the Financial Times is saying within the next 12 months... News agencies will be charging for access to their websites. They they just believe that across the board, all news websites are going to go to this uh, this pay model. The CEO of Ask.com has proclaimed that the era of online content is coming to an end. It's almost right. like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Go ahead, start yeah. paying. Start right. charging. Start charging for it. <laughs> Maybe if we keep talking about it, people will actually start paying us. But that's just it. It would be the equivalent of you getting out there and saying, you know, announcing on your blog at anarchyinyourhead.com that within the next 12 months, you'll start to see all of the comic uh, websites charging for access. And you'll, you know, email all of the comic people out there and, you know, Tell them, okay, 
now you need to start, I'm going to start charging for my site, but you need to start charging for your site too. <laughs> I mean, how many of those 100,000 comics or how many of those 100,000 podcasts would come on board with that and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's all get together and, and you know try to cartelize this business. It's not possible. There are way too many sources. There are too many comics out there for that to happen. And so for those that would would go down that road, they'll just lose their viewership to the ones that did it. Same thing with these news websites. For every one of those uh, news websites that goes to charge, you're going to have one more person going to Google News and getting it for free. Presuming Google News doesn't jump on the bandwagon and knowing Google, it doesn't seem likely they would. A lot Google News, a lot of it, uh, my understanding is, is... you know, AP already, right? Yeah, so, it's I mean, cold from their... those sites. What's that? A lot of Google News is cold from the existing free news websites. So, so they would, you know, if, if AP got on board, then what? where are they going to get their news from? Well, that's just it. And it comes back to uh, maybe, I don't know if crowdsourcing is the right term. Crowdsourcing is kind of the term for a wiki, how a wiki is formed, mm-hmm. where the people that, for instance, went to wikipedia.com or .org and start filled in millions of articles or hundreds of thousands. I don't know how many. There's a lot of articles on there in various different languages. But they filled in all of these articles with all this information. None of those folks got paid for that. The people going to those Wikipedia pages are volunteers. They put all that information up there voluntarily. So what you could see happen is some new service being launched, maybe by Google, that allows, for lack of a better term, citizen journalism or amateur journalism to uh, to go on. Some sort of news housing website where if you want to get the story about what's happening in Johnson City, Tennessee, there's somebody who's written something about it and put it up on Google News because you can't get to their local news sources because they're charging now. Well, the problem is is that the uh, the journalism companies out there that are currently they don't have, their salespeople are old model salespeople. They're mm-hmm. still selling newsprint. They're selling pulp. Um, they're they're not going out and they're not selling the website in the sense that uh, you know get, getting advertisers on there. I'm sure they're you know they're getting lots of traffic and they're just not squeezing the dollars out of the uh, the traffic that they're supposed to be doing because why they're newsprint salesmen and they mm-hmm. they've never they've never stepped up. Nobody's figured out exactly how to sell this advertising the best way. Google is great at it um but you know it that it new york times probably hasn't figured it out and i'd also like to point out that what they're proposing i assume is memberships and all those membership things have already been defeated bug me not bug me not.com you can go right there you can get a uh subscri- you know you can get the the password of somebody who has a subscription to the new york times and you can go on there and you can read it all yeah, they work sometimes sometimes they don't sure but how you try three and generally you'll you'll uh, you'll get on i think it probably depends on how johnny on the spot the the company is about checking bug me not and knocking those accounts out but, but yeah once you'll get you, it once eventually. you get more people charging then you're going to have more uh websites like bug me not and then they're going to be chasing them all over. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened to Napster and Kazaa and eDonkey and all these other sites that were offering free music. We can see how this passion play plays out, people. We already know it's happened with the music industry. What's going to happen is the the newspapers news. and the TV stations and whoever is going to be uh, you know doing this they're going to be suing their readers here shortly yes that's what it sounds like the people that consume their product and it'll be it's a mess it's going to be disastrous it, it is it's going to be off it's going to be uh, these dinosaurs dying is going to be nasty it's already been nasty in the in the music world and i think your predictions are accurate here plus if you combine the uh, the specter of the possibility that the federal government may actually step in 
in with some sort of news, old media, big media bailout package, then we know what that means. We've seen what it means for the Bank of America and for General Motors. These companies have become co-opted and taken over from the inside out by the federal government. So General Motors is now completely owned and operated by the federal government. Bank of America, last I heard, was at a significant uh, percentage uh, as far as controlling votes or whatever right. in the, by the feds. Uh, so they'll do the same thing with the news media. The news media will get this bailout. The New York Times is hungry for money. They're talking about renting out their offices and they're selling newspapers left and right. They'll come to the government for the bailout. They'll get the bailout. They'll lose the money because they suck and that you know they're not going to be able to change their business model enough, especially with free money from the taxpayers. It's the same thing with the car companies over again. They'll take that money and then they'll still be uh, in debt, this time to the state. The government will come in and they'll say, well, you know, you tried, but you didn't make it. So now we own you. And then the federal government will be that much more in control of the old media. I mean, they're already their lapdog now. But if they actually get to own a piece of them, then we're going to then we're going to have state controlled media. Well, at least the old media will well, become state controlled. I think that's depending on how optimistic you are. And I'm, I tend to be an optimistic person. I look at this, uh, the bigger picture, and I'm seeing what could quite uh, a combination of factors. This could be uh, this could be a, a huge paradigm shift. The, ac- the accessibility of information and the free exchange of ideas. I think that there's a possibility, depending on how this goes and how and what people do right now, for this to be the death of the state. Well, I can't, how I think is that when, exactly? Because well, they're losing when they lose their grip on the information. If they do, and, and this will tighten they're, they're going grip. out, they're going all out. But they're but you know, this getting to the point where they can't, you know, they keep going to more and more extreme measures to prop up the the state economically. Yeah. They keep going to more extreme measures to prop up the propaganda, uh, and and I don't know. It's it's it's, it's starting to look desperate. They and are I don't know that it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to keep working. I, I hope that it, it ends sooner rather than later. I hope you're right about that. But it's it's pretty disturbing the idea that there might be some sort of uh, federal bailout for news uh, for news media and that the that these old media news organizations, instead of dying off as they're supposed to, will become arms of the state. That's kind of disturbing because there still are a fair amount of Americans that don't turn to the internet for their news. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Oh, and by the way, those features include the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. I want to tell you about the new vitamin I've been taking. It's called Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It includes fruits and berries that have tremendous health-enhancing qualities and contain hundreds of naturally occurring vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, enzymes, essential fatty acids, fiber, and phytonutrients. You can go to uh, choose for orderchoose.com and uh, check them out, but uh, they'll give you a free one-week uh, trial of them if you uh, just uh, give them a call at this telephone number. It doesn't work at the website, only at the telephone number. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling, 800-219-8874. It's 800-219-8874. Choose for health. 
All right, our toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We go to your calls. Muslim anarchist in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hello? there. Hey there, you're on the air. Hey, I wanted to get your guys' advice on a kind of opportunity that's been dropped in my lap. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a woman who's running for a local office here, and I've been given the opportunity to interview her to kind of, like, uh, announce her campaign or whatever. So this woman is, um, she's a Muslim, and she's a libertarian, and she's prominent in, like, gun rights activism. All right. And so, like, really, like, I'm not a full-fledged journalist. I've never interviewed a candidate for any reason before. But I figured that she and I agree about enough stuff that this would be an opportunity to sort of present a lot of the libertarian-type ideas to what will largely be a Muslim audience. And so I was wondering if you guys could give me some advice or some suggestions on the types of questions that I could ask her. Well, what are what are some issues that would resonate with the Muslim audience? Um, well, the thing is, this is a local candidate, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, mostly it's like national and foreign policy stuff that resonate with with the Muslim audience. So, I really I don't think that it's relevant. Like, well, to I, some uh, extent, it is. Um, a lot of times, people uh, who are voting locally will care what even a local politician thinks about these national issues so you know you you, okay. you might want to brush across them just to give uh you know give give people the idea that she's on the same page as they are that's a good idea all right good so, um so um so this is a local candidate this is not state level this is like for a county commission or something um this is a city uh office i don't want to give out too much information before before I do everything, you know. Okay. So, um, but I'll put when I'm done. I'll put the I'll put the interview on the BBS when I'm finished. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, it would seem to me that you would just want to. I mean, if you are looking to not uh, kind of corner this woman because you do have some slightly differing beliefs, if you're looking to I, help, I have puff, the instinct though. I really do. You have the instinct like, to corner her. I, I have this instinct to corner her because, like. Um, because I'm I'm kind of in the outside the system sort of activism, and I don't think that she's actually going to be able to change anything by running for local office. But at the same time, I don't want to alienate her, right? Right. And, and what are you going to change by, uh, no. by by cornering her? Well, right. And it goes back to the conversation we were having at the beginning of the show, where I said that I think that any amount of involvement that can bring people to the ideas of freedom, if it's if you're involving yourself in the political process, but you're able to bring people to the ideas of liberty because of it, I think that's valuable. Back to the Ron Paul thing, I mean, they spent millions of dollars on his campaign. Do I think that those millions of dollars could have been spent in a more effective way? Yes, I do. But as I long still as you gave, were spending them. But I still <laughs> gave hundreds of, do- of dollars to them because they were getting the job done of bringing people to the ideas of freedom. And so maybe right, that's just what you need to do is, is, you know, cover the basics of uh, the non-aggression principle and, you know, how right. it is uh, appropriate to the, – the appropriate way to treat other people is to respect them and to allow them to be free in order to, uh, to yourself be free. So just, you know, cover the kind of the basics. If, if she abs- actually believes those things, of course, I don't know how – if she does. I kind of look at well, it. Come out in the interview, I guess she identifies as libertarian, so I kind of look at it there somewhere. Uh, so, is there anything that comes to mind for you guys? Because my head is always so into national politics, not local politics. Are there anything that come out to you guys 
as like archetypal libertarian local issues that would be good to ask about? Property taxes. Um, I mean, you know, if you, oh, okay. you got to find out where she stands on that, and obviously, she if she identifies libertarian, hopefully, she's uh, for lower lowering people's property taxes in these difficult times when people's uh, finances are stretched to their limit. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Dale had wanted to jump in with something before you asked that question. I kind of look at as far as getting people excited about liberty through politics and stuff like that. I kind of look at it as if, if there's someone that just had a heart or had a heart attack, and someone runs up and they're doing CPR, but they're doing it completely wrong, and uh, they're they're right. not going to revive the person. They might even make it worse. You're watching them, and you're like, they obviously care about the person, so that's good. It's good that they care, but until they actually start doing it right, it doesn't matter. But it's good in the sense that you're you're halfway there. They care, you know. So yeah. that's how I look at people who are doing liberty politics, and and they might even you know they may, they might even inspire other people about liberty, and that's a good thing. But it's completely useless until they actually do something useful with that. Right. To it's answer, still, it's still okay. reason for optimism. To answer your other question about local issues that are, are I think, liberty-oriented, I, of course, am a huge fan of the drug war as an issue. I'm not a ha- fan of the war itself, but as an issue, I think it's very persuasive. I'm sure there are plenty of Muslim people who have been victimized by the war on drugs, and that's a very local issue because yeah. people are getting it's hurt. It's also a very divisive issue in this community, which is kind of interesting. Well, you can one thing you can be certain of is that it's going to come up. So here's something right. that you can you can plan on heading this off, and you can head this issue off by addressing it right up front. Have have this lady uh, take a position on ending the war on drugs, so it's out there, it's out the you know it's open. People know what she's about. That she does, she's not going to come up against that question uh, for the first time in some sort of public forum where she's being asked it by uh, some mod- moderator of a forum that doesn't know who she is and doesn't know uh, how to formulate these questions. So talk about the war on drugs and talk about it from a perspective of whatever you think will be most persuasive to the audience. I mean, if 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 this is a a group of people that is concerned about tax tax money being spent, like a conservative might, uh, you can come at it from that perspective or come at it from all of the above. You know, come at it from the perspective. Perspective of that this is costing a bunch of money and it's not actually solving the so-called so-called problem with drugs. You can come at it from the perspective of you know that this is a, a person's choice. It's their body. They own themselves. They should be able to f- be free to uh, to do what they want, and people shouldn't be harmed if they aren't harming others. Uh, come out with all of that and and come at the war on drugs from a very caring perspective. And yeah, you're right. That might alienate some of the people that are going to vote for her. But if you are a libertarian candidate, they are going to bring that question out and they are going to try to uh, to paint you like some sort of kook uh, because you want to legalize LSD or or ecstasy or something like that. And so I say head it off before it can even come out in another way. What's the point of worrying about losing a few votes here and there when you're not going to win the election anyway? You're only using it as a platform to talk about some issues. I, I didn't. That's yeah. not what I meant. I meant divisive in the sense like that controversy is good for conversation and good for the discussion. Okay. Um, Very good. Good luck out there, and uh, let us know how it goes. Okay. Thanks, Muslim non-anarchist or anarchist. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want, and maybe you've got some suggestions for how he should approach that interview. You're certainly welcome to make those as well. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com and become a fan. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever or wherever you are, just like the podcast that you're listening to now, if you're listening to the podcast. Audible.com has over 60,000 titles to choose from, every genre. Audible's got it covered. You can get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, and that's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. Mike is in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Mike. Uh, hello there. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was uh, listening on uh, about the guy talking about um, how we supposedly have uh, free trade and how NAFTA is bad. And I'm going to say, of course, NAFTA is bad. It's a government-mandated you know, trade agreement. It's sure. not anything like free trade. So it's going to be a little bit of uh, a choir preaching to the uh, <laughs> church, you know. But... Uh, I just want to bring up one point is that the massive credit deficit, or I mean, a trade deficit was is a direct cause of the credit expansion of the Federal Reserve, something I didn't hear people uh, talking about. The trade um, deficit is a cause of the credit extension of the Federal Reserve. No, no, what do you it mean? Was, it was caused by the, it was enabled by the credit expansion of the Federal Reserve. Without the additional money uh, monetary creation by the Fed, then consumers wouldn't have had the so-called money to per- to get themselves in debt with a uh, without a fiat currency that you can just in a, without the credit expansion then someone's uh, excessive indebtedness would have had to be matched by someone else's savings so th- th- there's some, there can be uh, in- capital flow throughout the international markets but um, with that the fed- the creation of new money from the Federal Reserve and enabled all the uh, Ultra, the subprime loans and everything else like that, and people were, the housing prices were rising and the uh, reverse mortgages and everything. Like, there we couldn't have had the trade deficit that we do or that we have had. Uh, and, and the definition the, of a trade right. deficit is where there's more coming in than there is going out, is or either or vice right. versa. Uh, um, a massive amount of um, consumption in this country without the correlation of savings. One-sided consumption. We are borrowing, but no one was saving. Like, we are borrowing because the Federal Reserve is just creating money. So when you're borrowing monopoly money, uh, no one else earned it. Like, with uh, under a... No, I'm not going to say a gold standard, because that's still implying that the government's maintaining the gold, you know, some standard, but in a free market monetary system, that um, if someone is consuming more today, that means someone else previously had to consume less. You know, it's just consumption smoothing. I have to say I don't really understand what you're saying. But then again, I'm not an economist, well, and I, I don't – are you guys getting well, this? Well, I mean, we, I what are you saying? I don't know, uh, you know what, the, what the relevance is of it precisely. Uh, the relevance is just that uh, it is true that there is massive overconsumption in this country, and a cause of that was the Federal Reserve, that without the credit expansion of the Fed, then we could have had the um, – trade deficit that other a lot of people you know a lot of conservatives get you know angry about and you know all riled up about their absolutely true they're pl- pl- placing the blame on china's savings or something like that instead of recognizing that the you know 
true calls is here right at home. Well, we have – someone gave me the analogy once. If if we were all on an island, let's say we were like – there were like 10, 10 Chinese people, 10 Indians uh, from India, not Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, and one American on an island, which is yeah, sort I'm, of – you know, it's a real <laughs> rough – it's not proportionate, I don't think, exactly to population, but just the gist of it. There's a lot more Indians than Chinese. And it would be like the, the Chinese were um, farming and making a lot – growing a lot of food, and the Indians were fishing a lot and fishing up a lot of fish. And the Americans' like role in that economy is to sit on a hammock and eat like, not, you know, two thirds right. of all eat the food. All the, eat all the food, eat all the fish. <laughs> and that's a, that's what's happening. That's what's happening at the moment. Um, we're we're with this huge distortions of money, uh, both from borrowing. We're borrowing tons of money from from China, and at the same time printing up money so that we don't owe them a much of, as much effect. Well, there's all this stuff going on. That's we're really screwing over these other countries, and and Americans kind of feel like they're entitled to this wonderful standard of living, and that's the way that guy was talking. He's like, well, we got to cut off these people and do all that. You're already living a wonderful standard of living because of that trade deficit. It's all distorted, and when reality slams home, your your standard of living is it can't it can't it can't be maintained unless we continue oh, to exploit these other countries. So. It couldn't be maintained anyway because it's essentially living off of the uh, the, the 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 work of well the, the people that from you know prior generations and uh, you know the their building of the value and that's you know what they're selling with the American dollar and you know using it as the world reserve currency. Oh uh, yeah, and China is in a really bad place because if they stop uh, continuing to take additional U.S. dollars then the value of their existing ones is going to go down because the Fed's just going to resort to straight-up printing. So, yeah, but they're, they're buying, you know, they're trying to buy more or, you know, take in more American dollars to stop the loss of value of their existing, you know, trillion dollars. So that's why there's uh, calls for an, uh, a new basket of currencies or a new, you know, a world currency now. China's just trying to not get left holding the, the bag, essentially, for hmm. all of our overconsumption. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the info tonight and appreciate the call. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. One thing's for sure, the whole idea of being able to just print money from thin air does a, a lot of damage economically. I, I know that much. I just am not much of a, an amateur. I'm not even an amateur economist. I, I feel like I have a, a basic grasp on some of these ideas, but once it gets to, to the levels of talking you, about deficits you, and all that stuff, I start what? to get the, lost. The way to simplify economy is to t- ignore money. Like look at where resources are going and where resources are coming from, and if if that doesn't match up in some kind of logical way, then then it's gonna the the you know I can't use the expression on the air, but <laughs> something really bad's gonna happen. Okay, it can't be maintained, you know. And and I just you know if you look at the way the resources are going, resources are flowing into this country, not much flowing out. That's what the trade deficit represents, and you can examine all kinds of reasons for that, but. Uh, it's it's unreasonable to think that's going to continue, and that that can continue inevitably, you know, inevitably. So, and then and you could just look at like, okay, how does money reflect that? You know, what what is money doing that's reflective of that? And if you look at, you know, if you look at like, for instance, if you look at, for instance, we are not able, we're not, we don't have the same standard of living that we had twenty, thirty, forty years ago. And then you can look at things like inflation and understand why. And you can look at all the hidden regulations and taxation. And you can look at the fat cats and how they're living really high in fat. And 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 then like why is that? You know, it's because, it's because wealth has been flowing out of the country and not returning. And that's you know due in part, due to the the trade deficit. And it's absolutely true. What protectionism does though is just 
try to uh, you know plug the holes in the sieve mm-hmm. because the wealth is still going to flow out of the country. It's only going to flow out more slowly. What the protectionists want to do is keep you know keep the wealth here and charge artificially high prices for labor and all those other things. Um, you know the, the the regulations on businesses and all that other stuff. While the rest of the world has to you know deal with its amount of the pie, in- which is what caused the the problem in the first place is the regulations on the businesses that drove them out of the country in the first place. So you're right. The one of the callers we had earlier tonight was talking about how he liked the fact that Americans are protected, in his words, by the government. But what he doesn't understand is it's those so-called protections, these regulations, that uh, have driven the businesses out of the country in the first place. Otherwise, a lot of these products would be manufactured here. A lot of these jobs would have stayed here. if, if If we had real money, meaning something, if we were trading with something that had real value instead of this easily manipulated artificial you know, it's just numbers. It's it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for that, then you could actually figure it in as a resource with everything else. But because it's totally fake, you have to kind of ignore it for a moment. Mm. Look at what's happening with resources and then look at how how is it that money is, uh you know, the manipulation of money is affecting that. So toll free numbers eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Before you know it, they'll be outsourcing lemonade stands. Another eight year old has been put out of business. We'll give you that story if we get a chance, and take your calls about what you want, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for you if you make the call now to 1-800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Live, you can bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, dial up on dial on in at 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away the features free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can help us by promoting the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about what you want. It's John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, John. Hey, y'all. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I, I don't follow any national news at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, But... Uh, Today, some uh, national figures, uh, or at least our U.S. senator from New Hampshire's office, sent some bureaucrats over here to try to tell people how to get in line and uh, learn about health care as they see it. Okay. Where did they send them? To your house? Oh, we're over here in Grafton. So they were going to have a supposedly have a town hall meeting, and you know how that is in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in and they talk about it, and they get to hear from the public as a group in and uh, so we go over to town hall, and you know, a bunch of us end up going over there. And I thought that I'd be a rare bird, and you know, a couple of us over there, cat maybe was a sign, and me, and that might be about it. Turns out that they were uh, outnumbered. The people who were against what, what uh, a lot of people were calling Obamacare, I don't like that term that very much because it's just national health care. It's socialized mm-hmm. medicine. So I like to blame it on Obama because the Republicans will all do it too. But anyways, to make a long story short, um, they found it convenient to say there's not enough room in town hall to have the meeting. So we're going to have to do something about that. And the volunteer firefighter guys all decided to clear out their equipment, which is right next door, and 
which is where they hold like elections and stuff at the fire uh, fire uh, the firehouse. So it's a big room, and they clear the equipment out. And the bureaucrat woman from Shaheen's office came out, and she said, um, uh, "Because there's no uh, ignoring the fact that we now had room." She said, um, "Because there's no room in here, I can't meet everybody uh, as a group, but I'll meet you one on one." So they're going to corner people into a room to beg them for their health care. You know, everybody can go in. It almost reminds me of like Atlas Shrugged or something. There's a scene in there. So where let me see if I'm just beg the bureaucrat for their mercy or for their help. John, let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying they're calling some kind of propaganda meeting to promote the idea of state-run health care. Yeah, supposedly town hall. And you showed up with a bunch of liberty activists, and well, you actually, out- I went there with just one person, Cat and. And uh, Dave Ridley of Dave Ridley Report had left earlier because mm-hmm. they're both uh, Grafton residents, apparently. Uh-huh. And um, so they had left, and you know we went over there, and you know we heard that other people were going to meet there, but we didn't expect many. There were a lot of people that weren't free staters, as I understand it, that were there yeah. protesting. So you're right. saying got, the I, amount I of people that you, I got asked twice if I was a free stater, and those led to interesting conversation because my thing with that is. To ask people, what does that mean to you? But anyway, long so, story well, short. So hold on, John, before, before you go on. Sure. So you're saying you showed up and there were more people there that were opposing government-run health care than there were in favor of it? That's what you're saying? Yes. Oh, that's great. That's good news. And so they tried to move it to a different venue and still were claiming they didn't have enough room? Well, the thing that happened, it was this little itchy-bitchy town hall over here in Grafton, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they said, oh, this is neat because we don't have enough room, so therefore we can... Like, change the plan. We don't have to have a town hall meeting. We can just, like, make an excuse to say, well, we'll actually meet you one-on-one. They were definitely dodgy. I saw the Riddler report, and I think I recognized that woman from from Keene City oh, she Council. Looks like she's a, she looks like she's probably a, a bully. I, a I think she's on Keene City Council, actually. Um and uh, and so so maybe she works in Shaheen's office as well. But she was very averse to actually answering questions so, if they were challenging of the healthcare system. Because uh, I know Dave asked her a question or two, and she was like, "I can't remember about it how, exactly how they responded." But they were very dodgy about well, it. Let me, let me tell you the good news about it because you know at one point she came out because so now all the vi- volunteer firefighter guys who are right next door cleared out their equipment. They moved the trucks, everything. This is the way it's done in Grafton. They moved it out. They have town hall meetings regularly over there. They move their equipment, and they have seats there that they could have just set this right up. And this woman came out, and she was not ready for this. She just declared, standing out in the middle of the parking lot, I've decided that I'm not going to meet you as a group. We're not going to have a town meeting. She didn't use the Very interesting. We're not so- going to have a town meeting. I'll meet you one-on-one. So what ended up happening was the bureaucrats backed down because they weren't happy with the turnout. Right. They didn't so have enough I, supporters there. So, to... so, so I was of the opinion, I'm not going to stand in line to talk to some bureaucrat. Um, I'm going home. I'm done. And somebody said, you know, if you leave, they've won. And we, a couple of us were of the opinion that, you know what, they backed down. We've already won. Mm-hmm. They, they've just proven. And, and, and my opinion of this, guys, and for the rest of the world listening, if this is the way they sell their friggin' screwed up health care program by having you stand out in the sun and wait in line to talk to them about how good it might be, how many lines are you going to stand in if they actually do it? This is the sales pitch to 
Sounds like they're pretty scared. It sounds like they're they're pretty sounds like they're pretty frightened of some honest questions uh, being asked in front of a group. Ian, imagine what I'm saying here. They wanted us so that they can sell this program to us, have us stand in line out in the sun. What would it be like if they actually passed it? You'll be standing out in the storm, out in the sun, out in whatever it was. But the bottom line is, you'll be standing in friggin' line, and they don't give a damn about you. It's all about politics. Thank you for the call tonight, John. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It just right. goes to show that inside the system, when you start, you, you, you actually get some sort of movement going here. And it sounds like they had a whole lot of people there to oppose the, uh, the government health care program. They'll just change the rules on you. Oh, well, it was going to be a town hall, but uh, we see too many protesters here. So we're just going to stand here. And those of you who want to come up and talk to us about this, you can come up and talk to us. But if you uh, want to us. publicly express dissent in this, then, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> right. So, And it's just like with the, the Republican Party when the, the Ron Paul guys were a significant threat to them. The Ron Paul supporters started going to these Republican meetings, the uh, the yearly meetings where they you know select candidates and do their business. Uh, they started showing up en masse to the point where they would have actually been able to have had an effect on what was going to transpire in, during that meeting. So the Republican uh, Party old school guys, you know, they just decided to change the rules or ignore the rules or uh, just call off the meeting entirely. Oh, crap, there's too many of those Ron Paul guys here. Let's postpone this meeting until they, uh, you know, this stuff wears off into the future. Or no, better yet, we'll just make it so the Ron Paul guys can't actually speak at the microphone. Or we'll unplug the microphone as they're speaking at it. I mean, there were all kinds of tricky uh, scheming things that uh, that went on to they stop stopped, these people. Yeah, they stopped the meetings. They they didn't call them at other times, not invite people. It mm -hmm. was very, very bizarre stuff. They'd tell everybody to go home. They'd vote after everybody left. Very weird. So, so again, it's not to say that nothing can happen within the political system, but look at what happens when you do actually start getting a movement together. Then all of a sudden, the rules change, or they're ignored, or you're shut out. Uh, I the don't government know. It's very is designed to grow. It's yes, not it designed is. to shrink. So, yeah. yeah. So the interesting story uh, from John there, and here's a quick one for you. California has shut down a, a young girl's lemonade stand. It ha it's happened again. It happens all over the country. Eddie Jimenez at the Fresno Bee reports that eight-year-old Daniela Ernest has made lemonade from lemons in more ways than one this week, hoping to raise money for a family trip to Disneyland. The Tular, Tulari, the Tular girl opened a lemonade stand on Monday, but business, uh, but because Daniela didn't have a business license, and I'm sure she can afford it with her eight-year-old allowance that she gets, uh, the city of Tular shut it down the same day. Wow, the they're efficient. Yeah, from that came a radio station's offer of Disneyland tickets to Daniela's family in exchange for 30 cups of lemonade and an appearance in front of the Tular City Council on Tuesday night that will likely lead to a compromise allowing her lemonade stand and other pint-sized business ventures to operate legally. The story began Monday morning when Daniela and her stepmother, Marisa Ernest, set up shop at a, a location in Tular. The lemonade was freshly squeezed at a price and priced at $2 for a 32-ounce plastic cup. Richard Garcia, a Tular code enforcement officer, happened to be at the same intersection to remove illegal signs left by someone selling tetherball poles. And rather than ignore the cute little eight-year-old running her lemonade stand, he decided to give her a taste of what being an adult is really like. He's just doing his job. Garcia told Daniela and her stepmother that the lemonade stand on the 
corner of the busy intersection was not safe, and also that they needed a business license in order to sell the lemonade. So I wonder what kind of compromise they'll be reaching. Will they give a, maybe they'll create a new special kids license that's at, available at a reduced rate. You know, they could get the kids of application form, and it would be a kid's rate, and that way they could really bring them into the system early on. If they do it wrong and just let kids uh, operate businesses for free without any kind of taxation or business licenses, That'd be then everybody would just uh, put a kid in charge of their business. We'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.